right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 21, 21 episodes in, of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. I am Parker Fields, as always, with my co-host, Donnie Menke. Donnie, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, ready to dig into this game. Yep, so... Of course, today's episode on Friday, you're seeing this is going to be the Bengals versus Panthers game preview for week nine of the NFL season. The Bengals last game before the bye. And uh, can they get to 500 or can they get above 500 uh, going into the going into their bye is the big question of this game because they're four and four right now. If they lose under 500 going into the bye and that would be devastating. <laughs> Let's be real here. That would be yeah. devastating. They, this is kind of a must win game. For the future of the season. This is kind of a must win. Not going to lie. I mean, obviously, like statistically and everything, it's not a must win, especially in our division. But it's it's pretty much a must win. Let's be real. Because the schedule gets yeah. a lot tougher than the Panthers coming up. And this stretch we have, Panthers, Steelers, Titans, is the easiest it gets. And that's not an easy schedule by any means. But nope. that's the easiest it gets uh, the rest of the way for this season. Um, but, yeah, we're – Gonna really excited to get into this game, talk about this game a little bit. So let's get right into the injury report. Of course, as always, uh, for the Panthers, big names on there: J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson. Their secondary, their secondary is lacking this weekend. If those two can't go, uh, and if they can go, they'll still be a little bit limping, a little bit limited, I'd say. So that could be a key for the Bengals because we know how Burrow attacks and just destroys. Uh, second unit secondaries <laughs> yeah yeah some amazing games from him 500 plus yards and four touchdowns twice like that yeah literally never done in nfl history besides burrow against <laughs> those two backup secondaries yeah it's it's crazy maybe burrow could have another i wouldn't be shocked if burrow has a 400 yard day i'm just gonna put that out there right now because i feel like they're gonna be passing the ball a lot <laughs> like they have been. They really kind of have said screw the run game recently. Even though before last week, the run game was effective when they did run the ball. But that's how their balance needs to be. They do need to be uh, pass first. When they were successful last year, they were pass first. But when they need to run the ball, Joe Mixon is effective and just, just enough to keep them on their toes and worry about the run game. Like, overall, Mixon is having a good year statistically, like, yards-wise, but we all know he's not breaking tackles, and he's just not playing like himself out there, and he needs to improve, obviously. But um, for the Bengals injury report, of course, Chidobia Wuzier is out for the season. Yeah, that's very depressing. Jamar Chase mm -hmm. hip. Has he still not been put on the injury report? He's never going to be list? on. No, they said they're not going to so put they're him just on gonna, injured reserve. They're just going to take it week by week and just see yeah. if he can play eventually. Yeah, they're hoping he'll be back after the Pittsburgh game, from what I understand. Okay, cool. Cool. So, Jamar Chase, hip injury. Um, Lyle Collins got his weekly Wednesday rest. Uh, Trey Flowers, hamstring. Mike Hilton, finger, DNP. If Mike Hilton could not go, but I doubt with a finger injury he's not going to go playing corner, I would I would hope he would play <laughs> through that. And, uh <laughs> at least just wrap it up or something, just put a little club on the finger. I don't know, but I would hope he would play with a finger injury. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, Eli Apple is limited. The whole secondary is limited for the Bengals. Yep. This is a, a going to be a rough week for both teams' secondary health. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, this, um, is, this is bad. 
<laughs> and then Samaj P. Ryan is on there and uh, Sam Hubbard. That, but they were full practice participants. They just a little bit limited. Yeah, both finger injuries as well. So Hoping I don't know what's going on with rest. the Bengals fingers. <laughs> Those dirty browns, man. Dirty browns. <laughs> <laughs> but um, man, this secondary this could get real rough. It, it's just it. My, I mean. All right, sorry about that, guys. A little technical difficulties. But, uh, Donnie, keep going on what you were talking about with the injuries and everything. The If Trey Flowers is is hurt on top of Ouzier being out, if Hilton's really hobbled, if Apple is still limited, this could get really ugly really fast. Like, I really hope they got Sidney Jones off waivers. Um, otherwise... We, we, we literally just saw what P.J. Walker could do last week against Atlanta. That final Hail Mary to D.J. Moore was incredible. You need DBs to cover these guys. Cam Taylor Britt's fine. He's a rookie. Dax Hill isn't naturally an outside corner. So the more bodies you lose, the dicier it gets because Carolina has some decent weapons. Yeah, you got – I mean – you got DJ Moore. They definitely could throw the deep ball. Like PJ Walker, not the most accurate QB by any means, but he has a cannon. I mean, you saw that. That was a dime on that throw to DJ Moore. A dime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately a, one of the best yeah. throws I've ever seen. Yeah, and that was the best throw of the season. Mahomes even like showed respect. Mahomes tweeted that was the best throw of the season, no doubt. And yeah. I don't think that is like that throw was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, they got Terrace Marshall Jr. on the outside, who's really coming into his own these last few weeks, um, especially since Robbie Anderson's been gone. He's starting to play a lot more, and he's starting to play well, which is uh, doesn't surprise me. I was pretty high on him out of college. Like I thought he was going to be a stud. Um, it's something about the, that LSU receiving core, man. Like He was the number three in college, which is crazy yeah. to think about. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a scary uh, <laughs> three-receiver three setup right there. Um, but yeah, we definitely got to be wary of the deep ball with them, especially with the corners out. Cause Eli Apple, you know, he's, uh, he's susceptible to get burnt (laughs) like toast, burnt bad sometimes. And, uh, DJ Moore can definitely beat him. But the thing is Walker's not always accurate. He's not always accurate, but he has a cannon, so he can definitely get it down there. That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it, it it's just a week that you didn't think would be an issue coming into the season, but now with the injuries and the way stuff has played out, you just you worry a little bit more than you should about this game. Even though it's in Cincinnati, Baker's not playing and for some reason he plays well against Cincinnati, even though that might just be the Brown system now that we have seen that play out again. It's it's with it's just a lot of injuries to the defense, man. Just a lot. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't see how do I say this? I I don't see a foreseeable like recent future where anything gets better. Like a lot of these injuries, they're out. Like it's not like 
oh, they just might yeah. be able to play, but just limited. No, they're out. So, like, we just can't have any more injuries come up right now, or it's just going to be devastating. Like, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, they better be eating their vegetables this week, drinking their milk, and uh, <laughs> knock, on, knock on wood. Like, they're on, even though that's not wood, but they better be <laughs> okay. I would have loved for them to have been on like rest on in practice this week. Just yeah, we don't need them to practice. Let Burrow throw it out there to shitty old Trent Irwin and Michael Thomas. <laughs> Let him build chemistry with those guys. Michael Thomas, I'm sorry, man. Like I really, really, you're the most hated on Bengal for me. I don't know why. You're just like it's the fact that we don't have a decent like fourth receiver. So I just always shit on him. I always have because like I swear. Even when Dalton was there, because he's been there like four years now, Michael Thomas. He's been there like four years now. He was there yeah. when Dalton was there his last year. It's like he can't catch the ball. Like, why did we uh, Why did we refuse to, like, play Alden Tate? Like, dude was a really good receiver. He could have played snaps. I'm sorry. You could have given him 30 snaps, 20 snaps a game. You could have given him 20 snaps a game, gone for – uh, wide receiver sets more, made him happy, w- let him want to stay here, and we could have not had this problem. Yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, Legit. I thought Auden Tate was a beast, honestly. He's, the he drafting has of really T- good hands for a fourth the, receiver. The drafting of T. Higgins just screwed him. <laughs> Although People it, forget he had yeah. a great year in 2019. Like, a great year. <laughs> like, legitimately. They had, like, 600 yards and didn't even play all the games. Like, he – had a really really yeah. good year yeah like he was he was he wasn't half bad and he's somebody i wouldn't have mind seeing come work out but yeah he had 40 receptions for 575 yards and a touchdown in 2019 like that's pretty good yeah, like that's exactly. four, almost that's 14 and a half yards a catch exactly he had like a really good year yeah and only in 10 games yeah, forty and yeah. five seventy five in ten games. He like he was on pace for close to a thousand yard season if he played all year. Like, oh, he seriously. plays for the Eagles now. Yeah, he's just on the practice squad. Like, how oh, did we okay. not like? How probably I assume so. He's on the practice squad because he has no stats. Like, how are we not trying to get him? Yeah, it, right. I, I mean, he he is. He's a big physical. He's a lot like Higgins. He's like a poor man's Higgins. Like, seriously, that's pretty much what he is. Yeah. So I understand, like, it wouldn't really fit us, but it's just, like, he was a luxury to have as your fourth receiver who never freaking played. Because imagine if this happened last year. You'd be like, oh, there's Alden Tate with a 100-yard game. You know what I right. mean? And now it's Mike Thomas drops a pass open the, open over the middle. Shocking. Or when uh, Burrow <laughs> went to him in the end zone. I forget what game it was. Uh Went to him in the end zone, and he just was so scared to get hit, he dropped it. <laughs> it was a yeah, late. Yeah, that was. It was that against was rough, the Steelers man. with seconds yeah. left in the game, and he was just scared. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't, they really, really needed to upgrade that spot, and they just they didn't. <laughs> they, I know they tried, but you really they needed to address that before now. Like, it's really, really unlikely that all three of your receivers are going to stay healthy the entire season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's <laughs> – I, I don't – they were banking too much on that. I mean, maybe they like what they get out of Mike Thomas. I don't know why you would. Um, Trenton Irwin, I mean, come on now. Like, <laughs> like, 
Like he's just not great. And then who who's the other? Trent Taylor. Yeah. I guess Stanley Morgan Jr. just must be really bad. <laughs> like he doesn't get any any playing time at receiver. Yeah. Like he must be real bad. Yeah. Cause um yeah, Irwin doesn't get the playing time. Taylor at least had like one play on the play call sheet for him in the, the Kansas City game, the AFC championship on that yeah. two point conversion. Irwin gets nothing even when he's in there. Like there's nothing yeah. for him. Dang, but, Trent Taylor career stats has a lot more receptions than I realized. He has 82 catches in the NFL. When were these? Who did he play for before the has he been, you know, he hasn't been a Bengal his whole career, I don't believe at least. So who the hell did he play think for? He has, where he was getting yeah. all those catches. Who the hell was throwing the ball in Trent Taylor? <laughs> That's a good uh, question, man. Like, seriously. I guess some team liked him. Oh, have you ever random you know Chris Watts, the big like uh, he was a big story, the killer guy. Oh yeah, like killed his. Uh, Trent Taylor looks just like him. Oh, boy. <laughs> like just oh, boy. like him. The Forty Niners. He had forty three catches in his rookie year for the Forty Niners. That's Jimmy Garoppolo ouch. was down bad. <laughs> Jimmy G yeah. was down bad with that. That's ouch. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's real rough. Um, but let's move on a little bit from the Bengals' piss poor receiver depth. I'm just it makes me mad just thinking about it. Like, couldn't have gotten anybody off. Like, you could pick up so many better players off a practice squad. I'm sorry. There's better options out there. I don't <laughs> yeah, understand the point. There has to be. The NFL's not this down bad. Like I said, John Ross is better. That's a better option. But, yeah, it, it, he really is. <laughs> like, he can at least burn people, and he's fast. Throw him a screen. If he catches the ball, he's dangerous. It's just whether or not he'll catch the ball. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. just going to make me mad. Um, let's talk a little bit about, like, the preview for this game. Are you expecting, like, the Bengals' offense to move the ball well, or are you expecting them to struggle again without Chase? Because I'm expecting them definitely to come out with a better game plan and definitely be better well-suited life after Jamar Chase to end this week's game. I mean, that's what you would hope for, right? Just because there's – teams can look rough. Their first game, like I don't care what the impact is, or I don't care. It's how a bad matchup. This is. is a matchup it's, league. It's, and that's a bad matchup. Yeah, Cleveland's a bad matchup, and Chase, he's not that important to the offense, but he is very important to the offense. You're probably going to struggle to find a rhythm right away. So I would hope so. You really hope so. My one worry is Brian Burns, who apparently the Panthers think is just a small step below prime Khalil Mack. Yeah, it's. He's he's my one real concern, I'll say, because otherwise I would think this offense is going to have a good day. Yeah, I agree with you 100% with that. Um, <laughs> like, they need to get to the uh, quarterback if they want to do anything, in my opinion, because I do think if Burrow's protected well, I think there's going to be a long day for the Panthers, and I'm expecting a bounce-back, angry Joe Burrow, 400-yard for three to four touchdown game. I'm expecting a huge game if he's protected. Now, if he's not protected, this could get ugly fast. This could be an ugly, grinded-out game. 
And I yeah. think that's really the key. And I think that's the key in general with Joe Burrow's career. If he's protected, I mean, this dude's a superstar. Like, stats-wise, like, he's going to put up numbers. And if he's not protected, he still might win the game. He still might make huge plays, but it's not going to be as pretty. It's not – because, like, the Bengals, let's be real, when he's protected, they might have the prettiest offense out there. Like, because it's just deep play, long play, long play, long play. Whereas, yeah. like, Mahomes, a lot of times, he just dissects people. Same with Allen. It's not as much, like, just long – they're not as much big plays as the Bengals are when – he's protected because the Bengals just have so many huge plays because the Bengals will go a three and out here, a three and out there. Whereas those teams won't do that as often, but the Bengals will have more. Damn. That's a 40 yard catch for Tyler Boyd, 50 yard catch for chase. It's all about protection. Yeah. That's really the key with this team. hundred percent. Yeah. Because once this protections, when, when Burrow has time to throw, he's really, really good. Like it's, yeah. Scary. He's like we just we talked about earlier. He's one of the best in the NFL, and that's with his current offensive line situation. He just cooks when he's got time. So if this like a, that goes back to Burns, and I forgot to mention Derek Brown too, who's a stud at defensive mm-hmm. tackle. But if you can just hold up against those two, just just enough, you, you'll be fine. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, Donnie. Um, <laughs> we need to see a big day out of Lyle Collins this week. <laughs> we need to see a big day out of Jonah Williams. They need to protect on that edge. They need to because, I mean, Jonah Williams especially got cooked last week. Cooked. And the Bengals yeah. really, like you said, just need to throw the t- tape out of that game. You're not going to get anything out of that game. Like nothing positive you're going to see. Like really, unless you like T Higgins could be like, damn, I'm off somebody. <laughs> That's really yeah. all you can say. That's really the only positive is T Higgins moss somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. It really is. You need to burn the tape. McPherson needs to burn the tape. He couldn't hit a kick. Huber, let's talk about this. We didn't talk about this the other day. Huber had his worst game of the year. He was horrible once again. He can't punt. Yeah. Like, there's got to be somebody on the street better than this. Hell, Kentucky, uh, Max Duffy. They had a stud Australian punter for he was punter of the year in college and everything. Uh, he won the Ray Guy Award. Who R.I.P. Ray Guy? I'm pretty sure I saw he passed away today, right? Yeah, he did. So R.I.P. Ray Guy. And we should um, while that's has shot um, Zimmer who passed away before on yeah, Wednesday. R.I.P. While we're talking about praying that. for the Zimmer family, praying for Mike Zimmer. That's tough. Praying for that whole family. Yeah, um, very very tough. Um. But Max Duffy, I mean, that's just somebody that comes to mind. There's more out there. It's just it comes to mind because he won the Ray Guy Award in college. Like, he can punt better than Kevin Huber. I'm sorry. Like, there's people on the street, jobless, that can punt better than Kevin Huber at this point. And I don't even think that's a debate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I just – I don't know what the holdup is. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like it's a respect thing, and they don't want to just cut him during the season. I guess, but man, by doing that, you're really screwing yourself. We're gonna have Kevin Huber at like 55 out there punting 12 yards. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible. Him and Mike Thomas are on my hate list. <laughs> Don't like either of them. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here. Gosh. But, nobody talks about it, but punting is a problem. And Kevin Huber's out there with his 58 yeah. year old leg. 
punting 12 yards down the field. Like, get him out of there. He sucks. He sucks. Like, I know he's done a lot for Cincinnati. He's a hometown kid, played for the Bearcats. Great story. Great, great career. He's had a hell of a career as a Bengal. But he can't punt anymore. He has no strength in that leg. I'm watching other teams punt the ball 65 yards down the field. And then you got Huber netting 35 yards. Like, that's horrible. And it needs to change. And the Bengals need to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. Um, it's, it's just at the Drew Krishman isn't much better. So your in-house option isn't really worth doing yeah. really isn't it's, really there's worth people benching. on the street is what I'm saying. Yeah. The people on the <laughs> <They're> street are <laughs> really what you need to do. The people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad though, because like punters and kickers, there's only 32 jobs out there. So there's so many great guys who are just working in real estate or something because you know, like, or just like a college degree job because there's only that so many jobs out there. Like, seriously, I don't, some of them don't want to go play in uh, other leagues. They just don't want to do that. So it's just, it sucks for a lot of guys out there. Oh yeah. It has to, because it, it, it's just gotta be frustrating seeing this. It, Sign it, McAfee. Throw five hundred. You'd have to throw him on a hundred million dollar a year deal for him to want to leave his job. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> you really would. Tell me, he could it, still do all his stuff? Just show up to games and punt. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> to be completely honest. Really, he can I'm still sure. do college game day. Exactly. Just show up on Sundays, and you're good. As long as you don't get no, don't get a random drug test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, let's move on a little bit. Talk about um, the defense for the Bengals and how we match up against that Carolina offense. We talked about how P.J. Walker has a good arm, but Dante Foreman, who nobody had ever heard of before the other day, had a hell of a game um, rushing the ball. He had, I think, 678 carries. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he had a lot of carries, a lot of load. That's definitely why he's resting. And, uh, Donnie, how do you think we can match up with against this run game? Because the Browns wore us down in that run game. We stopped it early, but then Nick Chubb and them just wore us down eventually. Yeah. It, Carolina's got a good offensive line and good running backs, but they're not even close to the level of Cleveland. No, like, Cleveland's no, just no. on a different level with that stuff. So it it's shocked me, though. Easier. The Falcons it's, have a good interior. That's, that's what shocked me a little. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think as long as you just you just have a similar game plan to what you did against the Falcons, like you should be okay. Um, yeah, because they're closer to the Falcons level than they are the Browns level. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you there. It also depends on whether you can get out to an early lead or not. If you're going to have to force them to throw. Yeah, because that. <clears throat> That affects it too. It it just does because they can't run. If you put them on their back foot right away, they can't run as much. At least we thought so until the Falcons came. Most yeah. teams aren't the Falcons, so the and PJ Walker's good enough, at least in what they're trying to do, that they probably won't just run everything if they're down. Exactly, um, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. They just. The Bengals need to stop the run because if they stop the run and make P.J. Walker throw the ball, I think we're golden. He's going to make a mistake. 
he's going to make a bad throw here, and it'll be picked off by Von Bell, <laughs> who apparently is just Ed Reed in his prime at this point. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I think if they make them throw the ball, but I think honestly, truly, I do think this is going to be a bounce back game for the Bengals. Every time we doubted them after a bad game, like Burrow goes off. That's just what's happened throughout his career, really, honestly, or at least the last two years. When he plays bad the next week, he doesn't really string together two bad games in a row. He really doesn't. Like, Steelers game. Next game, Cowboys didn't play great, but still bounced back a little bit. Or in that second half would be more the Steelers uh, of the Steelers game, more so than even the Cowboys game. But, like, those two bad games, then Jets played a great game. Ravens yeah. didn't play great. Saints, great game. Falcons, great game. He doesn't tend to, like, string together bad games in a row unless he's playing, like, some great defenses. Like, the Cowboys, that's different, not playing great against them. That defense is elite as it gets. Um, so against this Panthers defense, that's okay. They're nothing insane or anything crazy special. Uh, they lost a lot of talent that they did have. Stephon Gilmore is gone, of course, and, like, a lot of, a lot of their key players aren't there anymore. And... I, I think the Bengals will uh, play really much better on offense, and I expect Joe Mixon to run the ball pretty decently this game. I expect him to have over four yards to carry this game. I'm expecting a better game from him this week, and hopefully it's not as much a he's fallen off and he's just sucks now. I th Hopefully it's just he's been struggling and not having a good season, and hopefully he starts to show some signs because he has had signs of it but it's only been for like two games of the whole uh, eight games so far. Like it was only like two games. He's breaking some tackles and playing well. Yeah. I mean, I really, really hope that he bounces back because when he's on this offense, is just different. It's scary. You, yeah. Because you, you have to on respect the, pass the run. Game. Yeah. Yeah. You have to respect the run in that instance, but I don't know, man, he looked good for a couple games and that really was part of when the offense looked good. I don't know if it's scheme He's definitely not forcing missed tackles either way. Um, yeah. But he – I don't know if he's just not being helped out by his scheme. I don't think he's being helped out. I think there's some coaching issues there. But if he can't pick it up, like, they might just have to to go find somebody in the draft this year. Like, this is this is a really big stretch for Mixon. I'll say this game – if he can at least look good this game, there's still some hope. But if not, man, it's hard to find any. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Like I would say, not even this game. If if he comes back after the bye from the Steel, like say he played horrible this week. If he comes back from the bye after the Steelers game and still sucks, then I would say it's seriously like even after some rest, getting back healthy, then I would say it's just seriously an issue. But hopefully not, because he's still young. He's only twenty six years old, and he has some wear and tear. But he doesn't have Derrick Henry or Zeke Elliott wear and tear. And this dude is the heart and soul of the team, like, leadership-wise. So he needs to start playing better because nobody wants to cut Joe Mixon. He's the heart and soul yeah. of this team. The fan, like, he is the – he's what makes this team go, seriously. He's the biggest leader of this team in terms of fiery, all that stuff. And, like, Burroughs, don't get me wrong, is the leader. But Mixon's the longest-tenured, like, star on this team. And he's the, he's the guy that keeps this team going, in my opinion. So – if he can get going, because we need him down the stretch. If we want to make a run at the playoffs, we're not making a run at the playoffs if Joe Mixon is this Joe Mixon. We need to see Pro Bowl top five running back Joe Mixon, top 30 player Joe Mixon. That's what we need to see. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to see because P. Ryan is good, but if P. Ryan's your best back, your running game is not P good enough. 
Pirine, in my opinion, is like a third running back on a good team. I like, in my opinion, he's a really good third down pass protector, and he's good in the passing game. He has good hands, but he just he can, he has he has no wiggle to him. He can't really make people miss. Like like Mixon isn't breaking tackles, but we know Mixon has that wiggle. Like yeah. Mixon can make people miss in the open field. He's still been doing that decently sometimes if he gets going. The problem is Mixon's not even getting going at all. We're seeing no explosive runs because Mixon's yeah. never been great at breaking tackles. Like right, he's good at breaking arm tackles and making people miss in the open field because he's elusive. Because even though he's a bigger back, he's never been a trucking back. He's an elusive wiggle stick back. And we just need to see um, when you see see him get going in the open field because we're not even seeing that. I'd like to even see like a. Something to get him going a little bit. Just see, like, get like a creative play call to get him going. Get him a like a screen that's actually for him and more well thought out because these aren't screens. They're just Joe Burrow's getting pressured. Here's a one yard check down, and you got to make a man miss, and you have no room to get going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely that is like most of his receptions. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's, it's a major issue with how they use him. Because it's just not <laughs> he he's one that probably needs more room to get going. Like he needs more of a yeah. head of steam going downhill than exactly. he is a, a one cut and go kind of guy. Like he needs a build up. He's like he's like Zeke. When Zeke struggles, it's when he has no holes to even get going. But if you get Zeke in the open field, even still, he can make people miss. He can hurdle somebody. He can like that type of stuff. Whereas like other guys. Like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry will just break tackles at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't need to get going. But he's not yeah. as elusive in the open field, and that's the that's the thing I want to point out. Don't get me wrong. Joe Mixon isn't breaking t- any tackles. He's not helping himself, but I think they're setting him up for failure as well. I don't think – I think there's not that many backs that could be see- succeeding in this offense right now. He's not playing how he has – but I don't think there's that many backs that would be doing much better is my, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Where it gets tough with him is you just, you don't, it's hard, really hard to tell how much of it's scheme and how much of it's him. Like it, it really is because on one hand, he's not forcing the missed tackles, but on the other, how often is it that he's in the back? Like he's getting those hits in the backfield and just can't do much. And no. watching the game, I think it's really hard to tell, like in the moment, the balance. Like it could, I think it's both are to blame. Like Mixon, 26 is old in running back years, but like he looked completely fine going into this year. It'd be a really, really, really sudden he was, drop off. He was off. still getting better. Like he was still improving for him. It wasn't like, and we yeah. know he takes care of his body. Like he's in elite shape. Like, yeah. He was getting better. Like last year was the best season of his career. And that was behind a piss poor offensive line. Like if he was yeah. running behind the 2016 Cowboys, he probably could have had a 2000 yard season. Like, like if he was running, but you know what I mean? Like that was behind a awful offensive line. He rushed 1200 yards. Yeah. Yeah. How many yeah, touchdowns he... they have last year? It was a crazy, it was like 14 rushing. Something like that. It was that. a crazy high number last year. Yeah, it he he did really well. He just did really well last year against the worst, uh, ostensibly worst offensive line. They're much better when there's not an elite pass rusher. Yeah, but um, 
against guys that aren't Miles Garrett or TJ Watt or Micah Parsons, they've held up pretty well. Yeah. So that and Mixon's had his best game, his best games against not those teams. So like it, it's, I don't know with him, it's going to be. We we just need to see how he does this game, honestly, because Panthers have a couple good defensive linemen. They just, I don't know how elite they are, like in those guys, uh, in the conversation with those three guys I just mentioned. Exactly. Um, we just we need to see more because the thing is, I feel like the frustration is we know he can be better than this, and I don't think anybody thinks he's just falling off a cliff this yet. I think it's more to it, and I think we could see a lot better play. And even if he has, he can be better than this. Like even if he's regressed, there's no way he's regressed this hard this fast, in my opinion. But yeah, the one thing is. His age is not as telling as how long he's been in the NFL. Like, he came in as a 20-year-old. He was young. Like, he was really young. So, he's this is his sixth year, I want to say. So, at 26, six years in, that's – I mean, he's the same age as Joe Burrow. He's, like, six months older than Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's yeah. in his third season. So, like, Mixon was young when he came into the league. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's true. That, that is one thing. He has played longer, but he did miss a one season pretty much the whole year with injury. But, yeah, he, we just need to see better out of him overall. Um, but, yeah, that's really – we can get into the predictions for the game now. Um, Donnie, what are you expecting in this game? What's your prediction? We are 4-4 four and four uh, on the season, by the way. Pick the Bengals every game, both of us. But we didn't at the, the beginning of the year predict them to go 17-0. It's just kind of the – the Bengals, when you think they're going good – they lose every time. Or when they were going bad when yeah. so far this season. And when they were going bad, they played the Jets, who at the time we thought were awful. And obviously they did beat the Jets. But at the time we were like, oh, it's the freaking Jets. Like, of course we're going to pick them to win and bounce back. Yeah. And I know they're missing some key pe- like a lot of key pieces this week. Um, it's not that the Panthers aren't. It's just that... The Panthers it, are bad. Let's be real. The Panthers <laughs> are bad and Chase... And Ouzier and Reader are more important to the team than like Dante Jackson and JC Horn. All due respect. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the Bengals are going to cover like that. Seven point five is just too high for me. I, yeah. I think that they win. I think they'll get a five point win. I could see something like twenty four to nineteen or or twenty twenty three to eighteen. You know, just something kind of a weird score. It just feels like it's going to be a weird game. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make it officially 24 to 19. Okay, I like that score. I like that score. I'm gonna go a little higher scoring than you. I'm gonna take them to cover. So you're taking them not to cover. I'm gonna take them to yeah. cover. I'm gonna go 31 to 17. Um, I think really? the Bengals' offense will click more than you're thinking. I think they're gonna score more. And honestly, I could see a defensive touchdown this game. I really could see a pick six this game for the Bengals. Um, I'm just, I'm not expecting that much out of the Panthers offense either. I'm expecting them to get a couple touchdowns because their pass game is better than the Falcons pass game. Like they'll be able to throw the ball. They'll be able to move the ball. Like if the Bengals are, have a lead and are in like drop coverage, like the Panthers will be able to move the ball. Um, PJ Walker can sling it. Um, and I, he scares me more than Baker. <laughs> like seriously, he's, he's better than Baker at this point and probably Darnold. Yeah. Like, honestly, he might need to be their quarterback. For the rest he of the might, year. 
for the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, not but in the future. Should, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say should absolutely be taking Bryce Young. Yeah, next yeah, year. yeah. If they get the chance, because the Falcons and the Texans might have something to say about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm expecting 31-17. I'm expecting the Bengals' pass game to get going, just like it was against the Falcons. Maybe not 350 yards in the first half, but I'm expecting a pretty big day in the pass game. Um, and I'm expecting Mixon to have a better day than he did against the Browns, at least. I'm expecting four yards of carry. I don't think the Panthers' front is that scary, uh, stopping the run. The Falcons did a really good job running against them. I mean, the Falcons run the ball every single time <laughs> as well. But yeah. I do think they're going to play better this week on offense. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be angry. And angry Joe Burrow, I think, can play very well. Yeah, I agree with you. agree with you on that one. Sounds sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> I'll take <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was all for episode twenty one. I hope you all did enjoy. As always, follow us on all our socials at All Day Cincy and at All Day Cincy Sports on something. So if you type in All Day Cincy, though, you'll find us. We're, we'll be we're the only thing that's gonna pop up. And uh, but yeah, hope you all did enjoy. Subscribe down below if you are on YouTube. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a rating. Uh, give us a download or two. And, uh, yeah, that's all for the pod. I hope you all did enjoy. See you on the next one. See, See you guys. Y'all.